Hi, I'm Trevor Frank Fork, wedding planner extraordinaire, and you're listening to Wedding Confessions, the podcast where I bring back my newlywed couples to talk all about the good, the bad, the pretty, and sometimes the ugly that has to do with planning their weddings. From family drama, to vendors who don't show up, to dresses that break, and food that's served rotten, it's all here, and everyone has something to confess. Rachel and Daniel are here. Hi. 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 You guys are on your way to the airport. Where are you going? Back to Budapest. Budapest? Yeah. You guys live in Hungary? Yes, we do. Why do you live in Hungary? And why did you have a wedding in Toronto? Well, um, we live in Hungary because that's where Daniel lives and works. And that's where I moved after I finished my degree from Vienna. So you're from Vienna? No, I'm from Toronto. So, yes. So we had the wedding in Toronto because I'm from Toronto. Oh, and you're from Budapest? No, but I'm from Sweden. So they all make sense. Wow, it all (laughs) makes sense. That's a lot of international travels. Yes. So how did you end up getting a job in Hungary? Well, normally people move for one or two reasons. It's work or love. For me, it was love. And then I ended up staying in Budapest. Okay. Love with someone else. Yes. Not Rachel. Yes. Okay. But then Rachel moved there for love. Yes. With Daniel. Yes. Okay. I hope so. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You sure? Yes. (laughs) So you're from Toronto originally. Yes. And you have a lot of friends and family here. So why did you need help planning your wedding? It is hard to plan a wedding, and it is really hard to do it from far away. I've heard. And I could not impose, I mean, my friends, my family, they all work, and I could not impose on them like that, so I decided to impose on you. Well, that was very nice of you. I appreciated it. <laughs> Anytime. How did you find me from all the way from Hungary? So... I found you through my brother and his wife. Oh, right. I wasn't good enough to plan their wedding. It was, they weren't <laughs> looking for someone for the whole planning. They were looking for someone for the day of. And quite honestly, you're much better for Aww. longer periods. You're because, sweet. Um, yeah, because you're, you like to you know, get more hands-on. And, I do. And, I like to get my hands wet. And really wet. know what's going on. And hands Dirty? What are you supposed to say? <laughs> Dirty, but um, <laughs> wet and dirty, like mud. Right, that's the fun way to do it. Um, In case anybody uh, notices, I'm a little bit sick, <laughs> so my jokes might be totally off today. <laughs> but we're all a little bit sick. So we are, and I yeah. blame your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, my wedding with the thirty children. With the hundred children. So, one thing about your wedding was that you were adamant about having a lot of kids there. Yeah. Well, because so we had the choice of zero children or, yeah, a lot of children. Or basically zero friends if we would choose zero, zero children. Because That's actually a really good point. Yeah, because, because all of Rachel's friends have a lot of kids. Right. And a lot of people, and I've seen this time and time again, because this is always a conversation that has to happen when we're talking, when I'm talking with couples about their guest list, is children. Some people want to have a child-free wedding and some people want to have a lot of children, a lot of friends get offended if their children are not invited. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I've seen some of my friends get offended because because this is the reality of their lives now is that they have children and that their lives to a large extent revolve around their children. I fully understand people who want to have child-free weddings. Me too. Because there are events (laughs) that are meant 
for adults and not for children. Like weddings. I mean, we'll agree to disagree on that one. (laughs) Um, I'm of the belief that a wedding is a family event and families include children. And it's not just my friends, it's my my family, my cousins, and I'm very close with my cousins and they all have children or mostly have children. Um, And I wasn't gonna say to my cousins you can bring and to my friends you can't, but then there are friends who are breastfeeding who have to, but, and I wasn't gonna get into that. So it was just, Let's bring all the children. Let's bring let's them on. Work around that. Let's hire a babysitter and yeah. put them all in a room at a certain point in the night so that the parents can unwind and, and party and dance and drink and have a good time. And I love that you wanted to do that. I thought that was really special because it's nice to to give your friends and your family the opportunity to bring their kids, but it's also nice to give them the opportunity to party because as parents, they don't often get to go out on a Saturday night or in your case, a Sunday night. Um, so that was really cool. Good yeah. idea. Um, I really did not know how the, the babysitter would work out if people would use her at all or if she would be sitting alone in a room filled with toys <laughs> with music playing next door. <laughs> it um, totally worked out though. People, yeah, people loved it. Really? So, I mean, I have a friend who has a son who can be the life of the party, but also can sometimes just not want to be around people, which I get. Um, So he was just going back and forth. He would go and play with his cars for a little bit and then go and dance for a song and then be like, that's enough, and go back and play. I had my cousins um, put their kids down to nap or to sleep, really. Um, And they just, like threw them on a chair, covered them with the jacket, left, and, and so then they were watched, and, and they got to go back to the party. So. Totally. I saw there was a couple of kids in there that were yeah. laying on chairs as beds <laughs> with yeah. blankets. Not they blankets, were zonked. They were out. Coats. That was it. <laughs> but I think it's great that you, you provided that service. What a, what a, what a good idea. And I'm, I'm actually going to suggest that to more couples going forward. Yes, I highly recommend it. Yeah. It ends up being uh, amazing because it really did get people to stay longer. So thankful for your brother and sister-in-law for referring me to you. That was really cool. Like They really, 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 really liked you. It was just not right for them. Totally. And, and I'm not right for everybody. And that's okay. I'd rather work with the people that know that I'm right for them and that we're a good fit for. And, and we were clearly a really good fit for each other. <laughs> we had a lot of fun planning this wedding from across the world. Uh, yeah. I definitely enjoyed it. Which is not something that I'm unfamiliar with. And I think that's part of the reason why it was attractive to you to work with me. Not just because our personalities matched, but because you knew that I had been planning weddings with couples that lived in Australia and the United States. It's not something that I was unfamiliar with, which is really helpful when you are looking to hire somebody that's so far away from you. Yeah, that's one of the questions that we asked when interviewing various wedding planners. I'm sorry, you were not the first. Hey, I <laughs> I encourage people when they're looking for any vendor to look at multiple vendors in the same category because you want to match with the right one. You don't want to just choose the first one that you fall in love with. Right. And and um, I, I got to be honest, you were the only one I fell in love with. Thank you. Like Daniel. Aww. Aww. And I am Hungarian, which was really special too. <laughs> like so many things just brought us together, which is so strange. My parents, my grandparents, we're all a bunch of Hungarians. I, They're didn't, from, I didn't even know that. Did you really not no. know that? Oh, yeah. Everybody was born in Budapest. Wow. That's that's born and raised. I, except for me, I was born here, but I still consider myself Hungarian. How's your Hungarian? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I don't speak the language very well. <laughs> I can swear at you, and I could count to 10 if you want. Ooh, I kind of want to hear that. My grandparents taught me, or sorry, my grandmother on my dad's side taught me the, the, the swear words. Yeah, Rachel want to hear that. 
Choco oh. Meg Halofas. Honestly, I don't know the. I, you know, I know I'll, how to count to ten. I'll tell you later. What do you speak is. Hungarian? Do you actually speak Hungarian, yeah, though, Daniel? Good enough to understand okay. what you just said. And one of the things that I loved most about working with you was, um, for some reason, way back in the beginning, one of us signed off on an email with a song quote, and it became a thing. Every single email of ours ended with a song quote. So if I remember correctly, I kept I said to you in one of our video conversations that I was going to find like a way to sign off on all like I because oh, it, was it was becoming awkward. I because th- I think it was it was becoming awkward to constantly say sincerely or best wishes. Like really? I mean really. Totally. All so, my best. That's usually what I sign uh, off with. Yeah, or cheers. Cheers. I hate cheers. Right. And I do it all the time and I like <laughs> Me too. as I'm typing it up. <laughs> Um, so I said, well, I'll come up with something or, or I had already written something like a song. I don't remember, but, and then, and then we just started going back and forth. And at, at one point, like I started a song or you started a song and one of us continued it. And then we just like, we had one song going for a while. And imagine when you're planning a wedding, how many emails there are that go back and forth. I think there was one time where I didn't sign off with a quote or something and I felt so bad that I just sent you an email right after (laughs) with a sign off. It's like, oh no, this is so unnatural not having it. But then one day, Daniel, who piped into one of the emails, he made my heart so happy because he did it. I was like, okay, this guy's cool because I hardly had any contact with you. Though right. I was pretty much planning the wedding with Rachel. Yeah. You were in the background making she decisions. Did, she did ask me a lot of things. Of course yeah. she did, but you weren't on the video calls. Not much. No. Often it happened. Yeah. So when you sent that email, that was it. I knew we were good. I knew that. <laughs> I knew that you were a funny guy. <laughs> yeah, those those were going back and forth. And at one point, because I forwarded something to Daniel that he wasn't a part of, and then he said. But what's with the sign-off? <laughs> I was like, well, fun story. Uh-oh, hold on. I have a coughing fit coming. <coughs> oh, my God, I'm so gross. Yeah, that's our fault. <laughs> okay, so you only came to town a couple of times throughout the process, which is yes. a lot more than most of the people who are planning a wedding from overseas come to town. But when you came to town, we kind of, like, filled your days Yep, those were intense, intense, like, just let, let's plan a wedding today. Yeah, it's like like planning a wedding in a day. <laughs> yep, I think the first time, because I came in April um, for Passover, yep. and I think I was here for the week of Passover, and then the week after, or no, still during Passover, we met up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because you brought your own food <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> brought our own for food lunch. <laughs> came with my mom, and we brought our own food. And I love your mom. She was so sweet. She's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. and funny. <laughs> yeah, I get a lot of it from her. Half from her, half from my dad, I would say. And when we were together for those intense days, we met all of your vendors so that you can get that good, cushy, fun feeling from them. Because we, as always, we're trying to build a team. Mm-hmm. And when you build a team, you want to make sure that the couple is going to get along with that team member. And so we met your photographers and your videographers and your florist. And your photographer yes, is so cool, though. He was amazing. Isn't he so much fun? Yeah. So Daniel Benjamin Photography is who you chose in the end to be your photographer. He's just, he's a fun guy to be around. He's super cool, even though he's going to be so embarrassed that that I'm saying this because he's so shy 
But he's incredible. But he's just so amazing. What I loved about him the most is when I work with him, he just, he, he has a good time while he's shooting. So he was on your dance floor, right. like dancing with you and partying with you while he's taking pictures. I, right. I, I, I really look forward to seeing those pictures because he somehow managed to, so if the party was slowing down, he somehow managed, he managed to get the party started at the same time I was taking pictures. Isn't that so cool? It's really amazing. Absolutely. I mean, we, so I met with him in April and then we talked a bit. We met with him in April. In April. <laughs> I'm actually, it was with my mom too and she loved him from the beginning. I mean, you know, nice Jewish boy. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and then we talked for a bit and we weren't in town for our engagement photos and the engagement photos were a part of the package and he, and so we had our engagement photos five days before our wedding. So funny. Um, so they weren't really engagement photos, but um, Dan was really good about giving us time to get to know how he works so that we weren't trying to figure out each other on the wedding day, um, which really, really helped because I definitely felt more at ease. Did you feel more at ease? Absolutely. Yeah. Have you and, done and a photo shoot like that before? No, not at all. Um, it's, we tried. Yes. We tried, we tried to get engagement photos done in Budapest so we would have some pictures to send out with you know, our save the dates and stuff like that. And we hired a guy, honestly, I don't even remember his name. Um, and he was terrible. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah, and that's why I say we haven't done a photo shoot like that because he just basically... So the Budapest is a beautiful city. Stunning. So even amateur photographers should be able to get good pictures there. And he took us up, up to the castle district and basically just asked us, okay, so where do you want to stand? Oh. And we got like two or three decent photos that we could use for our save the date cards. Out of a hundred and yeah. something photos. So and we were just going through like, oh my God, no. So it was no, really no. a huge difference to How work with a professional photographer. With a castle district. Yeah. There's the castle, there's the parliament, which is a gorgeous building. And, and us. And, and you two, <laughs> beautiful people. Um, sure. And um, religion was a big factor in this wedding. Yes. You're both Jewish. Yes. Why is religion so important to you? Um, it's a very complicated question again. Uh, I, I ask all the hard-hitting questions here <laughs> on wedding confessions. <laughs> I, I mean, so for me, I'm, I'm Jewish and I was raised Jewish and, and the traditions and the culture that come along with it are meaningful to me. Um, the, the, um, just all of it, the... the focus on family and the cycle of the year being revolving like revolving around um about around family and around the holidays and around finding time to spend with each other um that to me is just very meaningful so that's definitely something that needed to be incorporated into our wedding it's comforting it's uh, comforting so, yeah so it's it's something that that we're we're used to and something that is important to us and then that we needed to have it in our we we, we were also we chose the date smart with being able to incorporate um, a, a holiday with Hanukkah that was important to us. Did you choose that on purpose? We, we were discussing yes. between, we, we were thinking of doing it on, on New Year's Eve and, and in, instead of the 29th. Uh, um, and New Year's Eve, it was, it was complicated for a lot of reasons, mostly financially because it's much more expensive to do it on, on New Year's Eve. 
and you uh, can't always get the vendor you want and you know and yeah and also I, I already knew I also I already knew that some of my friends wouldn't be able to make it on, on New Year's Eve would Eve. that have made uh, a difference for the people uh, that were coming yes because okay. some of them already had plans to do other things on New Year's Eve even when we started planning the, the wedding but then when we looked at the 29th which was the last day of Hanukkah um, we both thought it was a good idea it was such a good idea because it was you got to incorporate, you lit, the, you lit the menorah, you lit the candles on the menorah because it was Hanukkah. We had latkes there. It was a lot of fun to incorporate Hanukkah into your wedding. It's just, well, it's my favorite holiday. Um, I, I mean, I love all of these winter holidays. Um, it's the darkest time of the year and all these cultures and religions around the world make an effort to bring light and joy into it. Um, so that to me is just beautiful and what a better, what how could you find a better backdrop for a wedding totally to bring light and joy and love into into darkness i love that and i loved when you were lighting the candles on the menorah the entire room sang along with you when you were doing the prayer over the the candles that was really cool did you did you feel that did you notice when you were doing it i i kind of heard them it, we couldn't hear them as well but i like I, I kind of made myself a bit quieter to try to hear them um, because I, I could see and hear that there was something going on. And the, yeah, and I think we were all basically together on that one because sometimes what happens is that the person singing it is faster than everyone totally. else in the room. <laughs> but I think actually we were, we were pretty in sync on that one. So that was... I can't wait to see the video specifically for that part. It was really mm -hmm. special. It was really cool. Different. Yeah. I've never done a Hanukkah wedding before. Well, now you have. <laughs> now I have. <laughs> What was your favorite part about the day? I really, I, no, I, the, the ceremony was beautiful. Uh, I, I'm, I can be a romantic guy, but I'm not so much for the whole lovey-dovey stuff. You can be very romantic. Uh, but, but, but the ceremony even, it, it was even touching for me. Okay. Yeah. Did you cry? No. Not even a little tear? Well, no, the first... Not them, but the, the the first look, which we had before, way before the ceremony, before the photos were taken. Then, yeah, it was yeah, something. You were up. so cute, and you were just standing there waiting. You didn't know what to do. You were just you were just facing the wall, waiting yeah. for Rachel to come down the stairs. But the and best there, part, and there were mirrors there. That's it. <laughs> but I, I was I was good. I I stared into the ground not to see her because me, me and Dan are like don't look behind you and you're like guys there's a mirror right there I can see behind me and we're like ah fuck so we're like look down at your shoes look down <laughs> how was the first look for you were you nervous I was nervous because I was trying to walk with that dress down a bunch of stairs <laughs> there's a lot of dress it was a lot of dress and I knew it was a lot of dress but it was like more dress like there was just as soon as I thought I had it under control, there like more dress would show up. I think it was like giving birth to more dress as I was wearing it. It was just like a lot of dress. Um, was I nervous for the? No, I looked awesome. Were you nervous? You did look awesome. Were you nervous for anything? I was nervous for the photos, like getting ready photos, because that's so not me. Right. I, and you had like you had I, your shirt open. You were like yeah, stripping for the camera. They told me what to do and mm, I did it. And you did it. Yeah. You listened. <laughs> you should have seen this guy. He's like, Do you want me to take my pants off? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Well they, well, they asked me to take my pants on and then off again and then on again so they could get good photos. And then I came and in and I said, One more time. <laughs> <laughs> off again. <laughs> Interesting. Just kidding. That never happened. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll see the photos soon enough. <laughs> um, 
I was not nervous. I was actually, I was, I was very happy. Good. I had been sick the couple days before. Um, yeah, I got a, a stomach virus like on the Friday before. Um, so I was, I was nervous on the Saturday because I was starting to feel better. And, and I was actually, I was doing much better. I was just so tired. And so I was nervous that I would just go into my wedding day feeling so tired and just drained. But honestly, between the stomach virus before and the cold after on my wedding day, I was great. It's like adrenaline kicks in and, and your yeah. body just says, not today. Though it was frustrating because on Saturday night, um, I looked in the mirror and I was just, my face was just covered in a rash, which is common after you have a fever. Like one of the last things that you get is a rash. And I just had this, like these red bumps all over my face. Oh my God. And I was so frustrated because I had been so good. Um, Orly, Orly Khan, my makeup artist, had given me like a skincare routine, basically like wash and moisturize, which is you should do anyway. Um, but I had been following it. I had been good. I had been very meticulous about it. And then, and then I got a rash. And there was just nothing I could do about it. But Orly was great. And she, she, she even, like, no problem. She just looked at my face. She's like, not a problem. And I didn't even notice it. Yeah, because by the time you came in, my face was done. And Orly's amazing. And Orly's amazing. Hmm. So she just... Did anything stress you out other than the photo shoot of you being naked? <laughs> <laughs> I... So w when I was waiting to get ready um, and everyone just told me, you need to stay here. Don't, don't, don't move. Don't, don't move, leave this don't room. Move, don't open the door. Yeah. It was weird because the and room was right across from where Rachel right, was. And that's what I'm getting So it's like at danger to have you two so close together. we did see each other. I wasn't going to tell him. What? Yeah. <laughs> at one point, one of you guys uh, left the door open and Rachel was coming back to where she was getting ready. She walked past, and both of us pretended that we didn't see each other. But we saw each other. But we did see each other. Were you dressed? Neither <coughs> one of us was dressed. Okay, so who cares? No, we, we, we were wearing clothes. We, I, mean, we <laughs> well, I meant, like, were you dressed? <laughs> you, that wasn't during the photo shoot. <laughs> Your Swedish humor. <laughs> but then, uh, so I got a little bit nervous that she would think that it was like, no, what's going to happen now? But. I'm not no, at all then, superstitious. Yeah, like and that, then I thought, even, and then, yeah, then I thought, no, no, that's not Rachel. She won't care. Yeah, uh, I thought it was kind of cute, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that is really sweet. Yeah. As long as you weren't in your wedding dress, no, no. we're good shape. Yeah. Was there anything that was extremely stressful throughout the process of planning the wedding? Um, so it was cyclical I would say so at the beginning it was just sort of like choose a venue which we chose before we even started interviewing yep. um, wedding planners it was just choose a uh, time and a place and and that was a bit frustrating and stressful because I was me getting in touch with the venues trying to get information there were places that just never got back to me um, or that <laughs> did like a week after I finally chose a place isn't that weird just like, yeah this nobody whole wants to money chase people to give them money I'm, I'm not going to chase you to give you business. Welcome to my life. Ugh, so frustrating. And I, I did not realize just how many people are like that. So people who work for a venue, like they're, they don't, they should care more, but I understand. But these entrepreneurs who like, this is their job. This is how they make money. Their and like, if they don't call you back, they're not making money. We had a band. We were really interested. This one band really interested in hiring and just trying to get 
basic information from them. And they kept saying, oh, yeah, we'll send it to you. We'll send it to you. We'll send it to you. I still think, I honestly expect an email like a month from now being like, oh, by the way. Did you actually get married on the 29th or do you still want information? Yeah, right. This is one thing that I just can't wrap my head around the entire time that I'm doing this. I just don't understand why people in business don't get back to me or even anybody for that. It's so weird. You don't want money? Okay, well then take your website offline. Like, don't offer the services. So, like, thank God you were dealing with it. Because, yeah, I had my moments of stress just when I felt like there was a lot coming at me all at the same time. And that's just the reality of, of planning it. But it's also because I, I'm working at the same time and I'm six hours ahead. So, totally. I, you know, I'm on a different schedule completely and I'm trying to work and do well in my job while trying to plan this wedding, which almost felt sometimes felt like a full time job. But with you, I mean, it's just like, oh, stop it. The food was really good at the wedding. Food was delicious. And it was a new caterer to the synagogue that we are forced to use. Yeah. Um, which in theory should be great, should be okay. But for some reason, it wasn't okay. And they were the, the one company that we had to chase the most to, to not only just give them money, but to get any kind of information. And this is where I have a problem. And I've actually had a conversation with the synagogue since saying that if you're going to force us to use your in-house catering company, which is fine, we'll use them, things have to change. Because it should be a, a pleasure to work with these people when we don't even have the option to bring in our own company to use, then there should never be an issue with the company that we're forced to use. They should be responsive. They should be helpful. They should be reasonably priced. And, and the information that they give should be accurate because we got so many wrong pieces of information um, over the period. Like, even at the very end when we were finally choosing hors d'oeuvres and we were going off a list they had just sent us and the caterer said, oh, no, that's the wrong list. Well, I, I said, like, we were like, well, this is the list we're going with because it's the one you gave us. When we chose, was done, and was still wrong information. It's just weird that they, and it wasn't even, it was, okay, one time you make a mistake. Okay, no problem. We're all human. We make mistakes. Two times, sure, it's annoying, but we're still a human. It happens. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times, it's like, okay, something needs to change over here, and it needs to be fixed, because this is embarrassing. And it's embarrassing for me to have to go to you every time and say, guys, I know I don't have the information for you yet. I'm so sorry. I'm still waiting for it. And it's unlike me to not get you information really fast. But if I can't get the information, I can't get the fucking information. It's annoying. And we appreciated that an email saying, I'm still trying, because then we know that you didn't forget. Obviously, you didn't forget. But but it happens. Right. But but that just, they just didn't get back. They just haven't given us the information. I hope that they fix it because at the end of the day, I align myself with venues, with vendors that I feel comfortable with referring to my couples. My reputation is online every time I refer anybody to you because I'm telling you, yeah, these people are good. When, when it comes to working with somebody that I have no choice with, it really affects whether or not I'm going to refer A, that catering company to anybody, B, that venue, the synagogue. Right, I don't want to have to work there again if I have to deal with that shit 
every single time. It's a phenomenal venue. And they're a phenomenal catering company. Yeah, if they would just get get their their shit together. together. Let's talk about the horror. (laughs) Your horror was so much fun. And you had a lot of what the what you call shtick yeah. for your horai. Can you explain what shtick is? So um, in Judaism, it is a mitzvah, like a commandment, not just a good deed, but like a commandment that you should make the bride and groom happy on their wedding day. Because, the, yeah, they could be nervous um, or anxious for whatever reason, and everyone else there, all the guests, their job is to make us happy and laugh and smile. Um, and so shtick is meant to do that. So the dancing is fun and we all like to dance, but um, especially when you're carrying around like a hundred pounds of, of dress. <laughs> it's a lot of dress. It's like 50 kilo. Oh, thank you. You have to translate that into Swedish. Of course. <laughs> um, so when you're, when you're carrying around a ton of dress, um, it gets exhausting. So, um, there are different things that people do, different, they, so somebody was juggling and um, uh, your friends will often try to make it personal. So um, they did a little Swedish chef thing and um, they, uh, <laughs> um, Daniel's really into sports. So they gave me an American football and they gave Daniel a soccer ball no, actually, or as they, he they, would call it, they, a football. They, football. they did it the other way around and I was... Right. They gave, they, sorry, they gave me the, the soccer ball and him the football. <laughs> and I had to switch. And we had, because to, we had to trade because uh, that's just yeah. not acceptable. That's so cute. <laughs> um, and they gave for me because I worked at Starbucks for so long. Um, and it's my whole thing is that I'm obsessed with Starbucks. And they gave me, they actually, I don't know how they managed to get an apron from a Starbucks because that's not an easy feat. But they no. got one and they wrote nice messages on it for me. And oh, so that's so cute. To personalize way of like saying like, we know who you are and we're so excited for you to, to you know, did it make you happy? Did they succeed? 100% they succeeded. Yes, okay, good. it was amazing. And you mentioned the Swedish chef. You incorporated the Swedish <laughs> chef into your well, speech. Well, we had to. You absolutely had to. <laughs> yeah. So they did this their, their own shtick during their speech where Rachel would speak in English and Daniel was going to translate into Swedish, <laughs> but instead of actually speaking the language, he spoke as if he was the Swedish chef from the Muppet Show, which was so funny and <laughs> really cute. He even had the mustache. Uh, yeah. I yeah, love that. The mustache that wouldn't stick on. Can you do a little bit of the Swedish chef for me right now? Do I have two? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I have two. Well, the thing is, I didn't grow up with the Swedish chef the same way you grew up with the Swedish chef because we didn't find it as funny. Because everybody so, was the Swedish chef. Right. Right. Absolutely. But but according to Rachel, the Swedish chef goes something like, "Bork bork bork, pop the corn." That's exactly. That's exactly the Swedish chef. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) 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 Whose idea was to do that? His. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And it got a really good laugh, especially from your family. Uh, who still didn't understand your speech, but, <laughs> but they were happy. All Swedes speak English. They Do they? all speak English. It's amazing. They just fake it? No, they actually speak English. Oh, what wow. do you mean? Well, I still can't understand you. <laughs> Neither can Rachel, but we're married. So. <laughs> and I think that's what makes our marriage work. <laughs> One of the most interesting things that I learned from you way back at the beginning was the proper pronunciation of Ikea. It's not actually pronounced that way, is it? Nope. Can no, you tell... Not. Our listeners, how you actually pronounce well, Ikea? Well, it's actually pronounced Ikea. Ikea. 
Ikea. I still didn't say it right. <laughs> no, it's still way off, but thanks for trying. <laughs> I guess I didn't really learn anything from you. <laughs> I wanted to, though. I don't even know how to pronounce his name properly. Oh, are you changing no. your last name? I am not changing my last name, and not just because I can't Because you can't pronounce it. it. <laughs> yes. Um, you're actually not changing your last name? I'm not. Well, I'm... I considered it, um, but... I, first of all, I just got a new passport for 10 oh, years. Oh, <laughs> mazel tov. Thanks. Um, but, but really, it's because I would have to change my name here, and then I would have to go and change my name in Hungary, maybe do something in the suite. I don't even know. Oh, it's so you're just, lazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for that. <laughs> and this is where it ends. Uh-huh. <laughs> she just dropped her mic and walked out of the room. <laughs> Are you sad to go back? Yes. Yeah. It's over. The wedding's done. He, he doesn't like when I say that, though. <laughs> Why? He's like, what? So you're like, it's over, but we're starting our marriage <laughs> together. You're sad that our life together <laughs> is starting now. This was the last part of the wedding, is recording this podcast. Yeah. Now you have to just. Well, and that and thank you notes. I should write my oh, thank right. you notes. Yeah. Well, you can do that back home. You can do yeah. it on the airplane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There'll be bumpy handwriting. Mm, true and yeah. also it's overnight we'll be sleeping do you knock yourself out on airplanes i should i i even if i take a pill though i can't sleep i'm terrible really? on airplanes I'm oh terrible i love it i wrap a scarf around my face leave a little nose uh, <laughs> hole to breathe and i pass out i don't want people looking at me <laughs> my mouth is like wide open i'm drooling all over the place i'd rather be covered by a scarf even if I covered my face with a scarf, everyone would hear me. Oh, are you a snorer? Mm-hmm. A snorer? I mean, ask, ask, ask this guy. Does she snore? <laughs> yes. Is it bad? <laughs> it can be. All right, you two, that's enough of this. Thank you so much for making time before flying home to be here. I, I was so happy that you recorded this. Thanks for having us. Thanks. This was a lot of fun. No problem. Thank you. And Safe. You know, thanks for being our wedding planner. That was fun, too. Well, thanks for hiring me. Anytime. It was my Next pleasure. Time too. <laughs> okay. Um, everybody listening, thank you for listening. If you have any funny stories that you want to share with me about your wedding, please feel free to comment in the comments. Don't forget to subscribe and like and share and all that fun stuff. And uh, listen to next week's podcast. Thanks for being here. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.